Welcome to KC Corner, episode 63. 63. We're chugging right along. We are, Brooks. <laughs> what a joy, man. And we're adding Duke podcast, too. We're putting the sermons up there now, your KC Essentials. We're just growing the podcast. We are growing it. <laughs> and it's fantastic. And listen, it all you bear all that burden, so thank you for doing it all, my man. No problem. No really, problem. really appreciate it. Are we always going to do the numbers? Are we going to get like... Really old Casey Corner episode one thousand. <laughs> exactly. I think we just start over at hundred. Oh, that, 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 that's we kind it. of launch it as a new podcast. Ooh, get the buzz going again. Yeah, wow, good. <laughs> that's thought. marketing one hundred and one, right? That there. is marketing one hundred and one. That's incredible. <laughs> I thought I was a marketing guy. Your your degree was in more finance, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 exactly. But you know, I got different different brainwaves, different places. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> yes, you do. I'm, we're glad you have brainwaves, my friend. So, uh, <laughs> so what you meant to say? What I meant to say. Hey, another great Sunday. We think of King's Chapel. You think of uh, the fact we had new members join. How exciting was mm-hmm. that? And uh, certainly, uh, it's been a busy season for us right after Easter when we added the KC Essentials. And so it's been busy, but man, it's just been fantastic to see um, just people coming back to church and uh, uh, a really full service, which was fantastic. So as we continue, what I meant to say is we continue part two of our Pillars of the Faith. And we talked about... Uh, faith alone you know when you think of what came out of the reformation these five solas are alone and uh you start with the thought and again you don't have to start with grace alone some people start with scripture alone but for me it kind of fits in we are saved incredibly the initiation of that is god's grace alone and what the uh, what faith alone it's a connection it connects us to christ alone so but what i meant to say with faith alone so important for us to understand brooks i mean because this is like the bedrock christianity of us to understand faith alone is that we are justified by faith alone. And I think probably the average bear would get that and say, hey, you know, we're declared not guilty by God's grace through faith. Um, And what does that mean? That it really is solely because that faith connects us to the righteousness of God and also connects us to the redemption of God, you know, the sacrifice of God through, through faith. So I think that we unpack that one fairly well. And then uh, the second one was, hey, you know, if you are a Christian, you're to live by faith, from faith to faith. Uh, you, know, you never leave faith. That's a vehicle you never get out of. And I think this is where, uh, Brooks, what I meant to say, and I want to say it every week. It seems like Christians realize, okay, hey, I'm saved by God's grace through faith, but now I got to work it. Now I, now I have to earn it. Now I have to, it's, it's up to me now to do my part because we have this fallacy that God helps those who help themselves. Well, you know, it's all by God's grace through faith. And uh, um, so what does it mean for us to walk by faith? What does it mean for us to live by faith? It's in, and I think, Brooks, if we can get to the point where we realize the work of Christ on our behalf for our redemption was enough that we are accepted and loved in Christ Jesus. We are free. Then we live our lives differently. And I, and I feel like there's so much shame and guilt that creep into our lives that never should. Mm-hmm. Um, we should always be living in faith and repentance. We should be repenting because we're always sinning. But the shame and guilt shouldn't be a part of the story because of what Christ has done. And we are walking by faith. It's not about us. It's about him. And so, and then lastly, which I had very little time for, we kind of wrapped up was just, uh, you know, but faith is never alone. It's always accompanied by works. And so I think, will, will, will Christians do certain things that prove they're Christians? Yes. But it, it really the question is, when do they emerge? Do we do the works to get in or do we do the works because we are in and Mm -hmm. and clearly scripture says hey 
by grace you've been saved through faith so no one can boast and by the way we're his workmanship to do good works and so there's that beautiful chain and and uh uh, again, it's going to say uh, in Romans 3, where we looked at, hey, no one can boast about this, but God has called us um, to be salt and light. He's called us to do that. And so, you know, what does that look like? And I had a conversation with a friend afterwards, We're actually because of the KC um, Essentials class and talking about the doctrines of grace. And he asked me a question, what about somebody who says they came to Christ, but they never show fruit? Do you think they're in? And uh, again, none of us ever know, but... Yeah, what's the answer to that? Yeah, but if someone never really shows any fruit, uh, you know, they just have one kind of quote-unquote profession, or they probably were were convinced of some things with Christianity, but they never were converted. Mm -hmm. You know, because somebody who's converted is eventually going to show fruit. And then you can say, well, what about the thief on the cross? You know, he showed amazing fruit for the little time he had because he realized, hey, what are you doing to the other guy uh, insulting Jesus? We are getting what we deserve. He's admitting his guilt. He is innocent. He's acknowledging Jesus's righteousness. And then he turns to him and says, hey, remember me. He's crying for mercy. So that's pretty good. So mm -hmm. what I really meant to say was, hey, we got to walk by faith. Let's just walk by faith and live this out. Shame uh, and, and uh, really should be out of the picture. Guilt and shame, you know, yes, repentance, um, but but not living that way. And then um, living our lives bearing fruit, but for the right reason, compelled by the love of Christ. Well, in that book you gave me, Severe Mercy, that I started this uh, week. Did you really? Uh, Good it, for you. It, it talked about uh, the couple that they grew up and were not Christians at all. And then mm -hmm. at one point in their life, they started learning more about it and reading about it and it got to a point where the wife came to Christ one night and she was crying and all happy and she obviously wanted her husband to do the same and was crying and praying for him and she yeah. and he knew that she was praying for him and he came to Christ that night but then he said he woke up the next morning and was like I wasn't really ready like yeah. I was doing it more so because my wife wanted yeah, yeah. that night yeah. so it took him another couple months to come to Christ so wow. like you were saying kind of you know for whatever reason maybe a profession but yeah um, you know more emotional maybe but what a, what a, what a great story and I hope you like that book. Yeah, how, no how, spoilers. Yeah, yeah. How, how far are you in? About halfway. Okay. Maybe, maybe a little bit. Are you enjoying it? I am enjoying it. Okay, it's that's good. good. It's, it's well written, isn't it? It is. It is well written. And so, uh, hey, that's a shout out. Uh, Severe Mercy. Um, <laughs> Brooks, I love it because he's always looking for good reads. And that's one of my favorites out there. So you and Casey Cornerland, if you want a really good read, um, golly, it's it's a difficult read at times. Mm -hmm. um, Severe Mercy. It's yeah, a good definitely. And then shout out. Yeah. The, the last part of that verse too, the... Uh, so no, so that no one may boast. I mean, it's awful yeah. being around people that are boastful and proudful and just uh, yeah. being annoying. So the fact that he puts that in at the end of the verse, I think is so important. You know, I think the worst boasters are Christian boasters. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. You yeah. know, what do we have to boast about? You know, and if, if Scripture says, listen, your righteous acts are like filthy rags. So you're going to boast about those? You're going to boast about your, mm -hmm. you know, your filthy rags? You know, come on, you know. And, uh, you know, let's boast in Christ alone. And mm -hmm. so... But we're so prideful. We wanna we wanna earn it. We wanna we wanna you know be able to say, hey, we got the gold star of achievement uh, for Christianity. But those who really get it are humble. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's so good that it's not uh, works based and you know there's a quota to meet or anything like that. Can you imagine <laughs> the people that they, what they would say? <laughs> but you think of the the, the religions that are uh, works based, even ones that claim that they're followers of Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, the, the Jehovah Witnesses, they part of their works is they got to go knock on doors. They got to go, 
They got to. I mean, mm-hmm. that's part of earning the keep. You they know? have to wear a weird helmet and. That, those those are the Mormons. Too. Those are the Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you uh, you've just lumped them all together. You know, uh, so um, but but sadly, if you take away true Orthodox Christianity and you put up anything next to it, Mormonism, you know, Jehovah Witness, anything else, there's 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 is a works based uh, faith. Everything is apart from mm-hmm. this true gospel Christianity. So good. Mm-hmm. So what do we have to look forward to next week? Uh, this part is, three. Part three. This is Christ alone. It's kind of, uh, it really it fits beautifully well. If, if God initiates with us purely out of his grace and he connects us um, to this great salvation purely by faith, this is the object of our salvation. This is the object of our faith. This is the one that makes it all uh, happen, and it's Christ Jesus. And so, you know, this is kind of like the fulcrum. You know, this is uh, um, the center of them all, and, and maybe without this one, um, the other ones fall away. I mean, they're all they're all needed, but in Christ alone. And I believe during the Reformation, how were we saved? Uh, and, and two really two things we're going to look at. One is, you know, there is only one name under heaven where we're saved. It's through Christ Jesus, through His blood and through uh, his life, death, and resurrection, his righteousness, um, we are saved. But also, how are we, who's a mediator? Who's the one who stands between a man, sinful man, and God? And it's the one who is both man and God. And we think about in Christianity, especially during the Reformation, there was a lot of people they were praying to. There was a lot of uh, mediators, a lot of ways that they thought that they could try to get right with God. And out of this, it's, it's all Christ alone. I mean, Christ alone is not only our Savior. He's the only one that we need to pray to. He's the only one who throws open heaven. Christ alone. And our, our life should be lived very Christocentrically uh, with Christ at the center. And mm-hmm. so, um, and that should, that, that, uh, yeah, I was reading some things preparing for this, and sometimes, sometimes you wonder because our God is triune; He's a Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And sometimes you wonder, does Jesus get too much press? You know, uh, um, but I think that the Father is glorified when Christ is central, and I think the Holy Spirit is glorified when Christ is central, because Jesus came to to uh, do the Father's will and magnify Him. The Spirit came to kind of empower. Um, the gospel and the words of Christ and to magnify him. So, um, yeah. So what does it mean to be Christ alone? And uh, I think not only for our salvation, but also, you know, who do we pray to? And I think, Brooksy, and I I don't know how much I'm going to get into this, but I always find it interesting. People say, talk about angels, and uh, I know that God has his angels, and I know it's uh, very grateful of him to have them do whatever they're doing, and thank you that they're doing his work. But don't pray to angels. Pray to Jesus. You know, and don't don't hope in angels. Don't don't hope in uh, saints that have gone before us. Don't pray to his mom. Um, we have Jesus, and mm-hmm. and he is the one. He's the one that the Father provided. And let me end with this thought: If Jesus, if 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 Jesus is provided by the Father as our 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 connection to Him, the bridge to Him. How arrogant of us to build another one. How arrogant of us to go look for another one, you mm-hmm. know, and say, oh, well, yeah, we got Jesus, but I'm going to try this or I'm going to pray to that. And uh, no, let's let's have that focus 
be Christ and Christ alone. Mm-hmm. I know you talked about that in KC Essentials too. I think it was the first one. Yeah. Uh, you know, we pray to Jesus alone, not no saints or anything like yeah. that or any idols or any other weird stuff out there. And there was a lot of weird stuff that came in, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, um, you know, I remember growing up in a, in a community that had a, a lot of really great folks that uh, I remember um, my Catholic friends, they would have hanging up in their, their rear view mirror, I think it was St. Christopher uh, that was supposedly the, the patron saint of traveling, you know, or whatever. And and, uh, and it will always, I, I kind of envied it because they had on their rear view mirror this cool looking little thing, you know, that mm-hmm. supposedly kept them safe. And uh, um, and I, I think they were well-intentioned. I don't think that that was, they were thinking, oh, gee, I'm going to create an idol here. But I think when we dig deeper into that, that was something taken away from Jesus. And mm-hmm. uh you know, we don't need St. Christopher watching us. Uh, we, we have we have the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, you know? Mm-hmm. So what are we doing? Um, when, when you have Derek Cole, do you want to put in Jeff Jakes on the mound when you have <laughs> Derek Cole, uh, who's able to throw 100-mile-an-hour fastballs, you know? So uh, that, that's that's a, a little bit with just Christ alone. And I just thought of this, too, in the KC Essentials. You're talking about the church that I think you grew up in or that your, maybe your brother went to that the pastor was very strict and like oh, yeah, called yeah, out yeah, people. Yeah, and yeah. It's definitely, that King's Chapel is definitely not that. No, I don't think no, you're going to start calling out people no, if you no, don't pay exa- hey, attention. Hey, hey, wake hey, up there. Yeah, exactly. You know, and there's some weeks I could call some people's <laughs> names and say, hey, wake up. But there's some people who might surprise you who get a good snooze in, you know. Say, like, hey, come on, this is good stuff. But yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, that, that um, yeah, bless my brother. That was one of his churches that uh, the pastor would call you out and 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 really kind of berate you if you're not. It's all love it. and grace at King's Chapel. You don't have to worry about that. You know what? King's Chapel is a place that celebrates God's grace. Exactly. It's so good. We can't forget that. So so, so what, true. What updates do we have uh, this week? We have Casey Essentials still. Casey week. Essentials, and this is going to be another. This is the uh, second part of Doctrines of Grace, which is kind of some deep end theology or soteriology, the study of salvation. It's going to ask answer the questions, things like to whom did Christ die for, and uh, to whom did Christ die. So it's mm-hmm. yeah, wow. Um, so it's going to be good stuff. We we have communion, Yahoo, which mm-hmm. will be great. The first of the month uh, in May second. We uh, also will be getting ready. We have a work day coming up on the sixteenth. Uh, don't forget, folks. Mother's Day is May 9th. and I'm going to be preaching on uh, the roar of woman women. And uh, uh, wow, I'm excited about that. A little nervous because uh, um, this will be yeah, this will be something a little bit new. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Uh, I've preached on Mother's Day before. Uh, don't always interrupt the series to get to this. And this is part of my series of Pillars of Faith, but uh, this will be a deep end. So that's coming up on the 9th. I'm really excited about that and uh, really excited about the work day. Even today, I think our swing sets will be up today, uh, Lord willing. So New playground uh, for the kids. Yeah, it'll be awesome. It'll be fantastic. So lots of stuff to jump in. We have women's ministry uh, tonight. And mm-hmm. so... Uh, um, all the King's Men and on walk Sunday to life night. Saturday. Pardon? A walk to Life. Thank you so much. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Cannot forget that. It's Blue Bonnet Park um, in Lake Baldwin. I think it's called that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If it's, I think it's Blue Bonnet. I'm not sure yeah, if that's sounds it. Sounds great. Yeah, it sounds it. But it's uh, the walk itself is from 9 to 10. It's really really from 9 to 9.30 or something mm-hmm. like that. It's not, not bad. And I think we're going to meet. King's Chapel is going to try to meet at 8.45. Uh, we got a banner. It's going to be great. So oh. come join us, folks. Come on. Uh, come join us. Sounds good. We'll see everyone this weekend. All right. Sounds great. Hey, listen, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, Brooks. No problem.